Isn't it good to be in the barn of the Lord today? Amen. <laughs> um, I hope that you have been enjoying this weather. I don't know about you, but I, I always, um, it, it seems like I'm always having to work in the beautiful days, and then when I'm not working, it's like freezing and cold. Anybody? Anybody with me? Um, but, but, thank God for the rain. Let's give the Lord a rain. Alright, I want to take a poll. How many of you guys watch Channel 4 movies? Do you ever watch Channel 4? Okay, not very many people. How many watch Channel 5? Okay, how many Channel 9? Okay, you guys are all like Gary England fans, right? Because yeah. he's from Sealing, right? And you're like, oh, we got to go with Gary. How many of you guys do the Weather Channel? You don't do any local. Thank you. You guys are like CNN lovers, right? You guys like all the big, big time uh, stuff. Um, well, I'm kind of a Channel 9 fan, but uh, I grew up on Gary, so, you know, that's kind of why I, you know, like it. But I just like the number 9. Anybody just weird like that? Just like the number 9 rather than the 4 or 5? Thank you. Thank you. We're like two peas in a pod. Um, but, so, anyways, uh, how many of you guys are going to watch Super Bowl today? Anybody watch Super Bowl? Anybody? Anybody not care at all? Yes. <laughs> How many people in the room do not know who's playing today? Great. Good job. I'm proud of you. That's hard not to realize. Uh, but I, I do actually know. I don't watch really the whole lot of NFL football. I love college football and, and other sports. But um, the New York Giants are in it today. And who? The New England Patriots. Okay, how many, how many Giants fans? Eli Manning, how many uh, Tom Brady fans? Patriots. Oh, you guys are weak. No, I'm just kidding. I, I kind of like them both, but I like kind of Eli. He's kind of old school, you know, just good old boy kind of guy. And Tom Brady's like the GQ, right? I mean, he's like all there, and, and he dates a you know model English. Um, so Super Bowl. Uh, that got hit. That got him riled all up, right? Her. I'm sorry. Me should get away. Um. <laughs> Do you need me to do something? <laughs> My motherly instinct is coming out. Um, it happens to all of us, right? It happens to all of us. She hates football. She hates football. That's right. I mentioned, I mentioned Tom Brady. Nuts. All right, well, now that we got all that out of the way, uh, we do appreciate you being here. If you are a guest with us, we're so glad that you decided to come. The Thousand Hills Ranch Church. Um, we are, uh, we are, I, I'm proud of this church. I, I'm proud of it. Amen. 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 Um, and and I'm, I'm just going to tell you just kind of some, some, not too much, but God is working. And, and I don't know if you see it or not, but God is working in some mighty ways. And, and, and He's not only working in, uh, lives of people. He's working in the life of our church. And, and God is, is slowly opening some doors for some land. Yay! Um, yeah. and, uh, so, and, and I can't tell you details um, because I've been asked not to tell you details, so don't think that I don't want to tell you details, and I'm not trying to keep secrets from the, the people in our church, but uh, we want this thing to work out for God's glory. And so we are praying, and I hope that you'll join us in prayer uh, that God will provide some land. Um, and I'll just, I'll just be honest with you. If what uh, is going to take place takes place, you're going to be floored. 
um, by what God does. Amen. Amen. So, I'm excited, <laughs> um, and I contain it, but I will. <laughs> For the last few weeks, we've been studying uh, Cowboys. We, we started this series, Cowboys, Culture, and Christianity. Cowboys, Culture, and Christianity. We've looked at, you know, how, what a cowboy is. And how it's, you know, a horse-loving, cattle-loving, Western culture-loving, person-loving, you know, salt-of-the-earth people. Um, and then we look at the culture. The culture is not necessarily the Western culture, but the sinful world that we live in, Right? And then we looked at Christianity, and we look at Christianity alongside of both of those other, uh, those other words. Uh, and Christianity is, is, again, the title that we give our belief system, right? Uh, we believe in Jesus Christ. We've trusted in him. We have a Christian church. We're proud of that. Uh, we're not ashamed of that. Um, and so we are looking at how cowboys, culture, and Christianity tie together. And we've looked at uh, some great topics. I want to give you the goal for this series, and, I, and I've done it for the last five weeks, but hopefully you, you figured it out. The goal of this series is to reveal biblical truths, again, biblical truths, that every Christian, cowboy, cowgirl, or individual anywhere should stand for in a sin-filled world. Why? So that the lost can be set free from sin. We don't just stand for things to be right. We don't just stand for things so that we can go, look at us, we are the best. We stand for things so that people can be set free from their sin, not so that we can gloat or, or stroke our own egos. Amen? So, we are comparing the culture, what the culture says about certain issues, and God's truth uh, to those issues. Um, and, and here's some topics that we've covered. If you missed these, they're actually online. You can go to our website, thousandhillsbridgechurch.com. You can listen to them or read the notes. The notes are actually there as well. But we covered homosexuality. What a great topic, amen? We covered that. We covered that, and uh, we covered the Sabbath day. Should we work on Sunday or Saturday? We covered that. Uh, we covered the tongue, right? Remember the tongue, the cow tongue? We covered that. How we're supposed to control our tongue, what the culture says, what, what, the, what the truth of God's word says. Last week, we covered greed. Greed. If you didn't get to hear that one, you need to go listen to that one. That one spoke to my heart. Um, I think a lot of times uh, you think that I, I've come up with all this stuff, and I'm saying I haven't. God has given it to me, and then I just get to deliver it. So it speaks to me just as much as it speaks to you. Amen? And, and, and when I go back, sometimes I listen to myself, and you say, well, that's egotistical. I'm not listening to myself to, you know, to, to hear myself go, yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> no, I listen to myself because God speaks to me again. And he reiterates what I need to hear again. And so I, I, maybe you need to go back and listen to some of those or take notes today. Um, because we need to hear this. Well, for the next few weeks, in light of, you know, Valentine's Day, the, the month of February, uh, Valentine's Day, you know what else it stands for? Single, single Awareness Day. Anybody with me? I mean, Single Awareness Day. I mean, that's, when, I was, when I was single, I mean, it was the worst holiday of the year. Can I get a witness? Okay. See, so it's like Single Awareness Day is what I like to call it sometimes. That's me, though, isn't it? For all you single people. Hey, I got made fun of when I was single. So I'm returning the favor because I'm a loving person. <laughs> Anyways, 
We're going to talk about dating. We're going to reveal biblical truths about dating. We're going to reveal biblical truths about marriage, about sex, and a whole lot more. And, and here's, here's what I, I know you're thinking. You're thinking, why are we talking about this in church? I mean, what, 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 church isn't the place that we talk about dating, marriage, and sex. And here's my answer to that thought. You better get over yourself if you think that church isn't the place to talk about dating, marriage, and sex. Here's the truth. The truth is the reason that many marriages are failing and sex has been degraded as business as usual rather than a holy blessing of marriage is because the church hasn't talked about it. And let me just say this as the pastor of the church. I commit and I will talk about whatever the Bible talks about in an effort to reclaim dating, to reclaim marriage, to reclaim sex as God's idea and not the culture's. Yeah. And to keep one more teenage girl from getting her heart ripped out, one more, one more single man from thinking that sex is his right in dating, and one more marriage from failing. And, and, and let me just say this, and I want to say this with no ego in, in mind, and no, um, no judgment in mind, but here's, here's a truth that I, that I think I, I, I've seen, because I get to hang out with some pastors every now and then, um, and I'm friends with a lot of pastors, here's what I see a lot of times. The reason that they don't talk about marriage and sex and dating is because their own marriage is in shambles, and, and their kids are twisted off. And they don't know what to do. And the only thing that's keeping them together is their position as pastor and what everybody else thinks. No, I'm not. Oh, hold on. No, 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 please. Now, I'm not, because I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying it's a tragedy. And I thank God that I can come to you today at this point in my marriage and listen, I'm not above that tragedy. I'm not. And Heather and I's relationship is not above that tragedy. But I can come to you and claim to you today that although my wife and I's marriage is not perfect, and it never will be, we are in love, we are growing in a thriving relationship, we have a great sex life, and some pretty dang good kids. Amen. <laughs> I need a drink after saying that. <laughs> Where's my wife at? Can I get can I get just a visual? Thank you for sinking in your seat. <laughs> well, here's the deal. And you say, well, how do you do that, though? How do you do that? And why is it that way? Why is it that your marriage is so good? And, and, and I'm going to give you some, some, hopefully, principles in the next few weeks that will help you realize why it's so good. And, and can I just give you one word? One word that, that may wrap up all of it. Here it is. Work. It takes work. I mean, you, some of you guys, your marriages have failed, and, and I, I, I'm so sorry. But you realize, and maybe you realize more than any of us, that it takes work. And it takes work from both sides, amen? Both sides. And so, listen, we're going to talk about that. And, and today, we're going we're gonna to talk about cowboys, Dating and Christianity. 
And here's the subtitle, How to Prepare for a Successful Marriage. How to Prepare for a sex, su Sexful? <laughs> what do they call that? A Freudian slip? Is that what That's not going to be the last time. <laughs> That's not going to be the last time I, I messed this up. Um, so just be ready and forgive me and know that my heart's right, okay? Now, here's the deal. I, I want to say this before I start. Uh, if your parents are godly, then your parents set the rules, okay? If your parents are ungodly, and they're telling you things that don't go along with God's plan, then I don't know how else to say it, but you don't need to listen to them. Uh, you know, you don't be disrespectful, you don't, you don't, you know, disrespect them, you don't show them the honor and respect that they, they deserve. But to do something that, that is, again, unbiblical, you don't have to obey them. And I don't know how that sets with you. I've never really said that out loud, but it's the truth. Um, so I want to set that up because I'm going to give you some principles today and in the next few weeks. And these are principles that, you know, again, that, that you have to, I mean, the principles you have to follow. But methods, I, I don't know about all, all kinds of methods. There's every method out there. There's all kinds of stuff out there. You need to figure out what works for you according to God's plan and go with it. Amen. So, so let's, let's try to do that. Well, <clears throat> let me do this before. In the Calvary culture, there are many uh, unwritten rules. Let me give you a few. First of all, there's the written rule that you don't ride in between uh, another cowboy and the herd. Anybody heard of that rule? Okay, so when you're out riding the herd, you're, you're, you're pushing cattle or whatever, don't ever ride in front of another cowboy that's got the herd in front of him. You ride behind him. If you have to ride in front of him, then you say, excuse me, and you go ahead and ride in front of him, right? Another rule, don't ever touch another cowboy's tack. If he's got his tack room situated the way he likes it, you don't walk in there and go, well, let's move this around. I'm going to hang that up there. Oh, this bridle's hanging way wrong. You don't touch somebody's tack. That's fighting fighting stuff right there, amen? And, and here's another one. Um, you don't ever touch a cowboy's hat. Right? So, my, my son, he's kind of the worst at that, and I'm trying to teach him. He's only three. He's not 16, okay? He's only three, but he loves to touch my hat. I'm like, son, you don't touch another cowboy's hat. If I teach him anything, that's what I want to teach you. Right? So you got, you got those unwritten rules, but then there's another written rule, or unwritten rule, that, that I want to focus in on today, and it's this. Don't ever ride another cowboy's horse unless you intend on buying it. Don't ever ride another cowboy's horse unless you intend on buying it. I've seen a lot of cowboys get on somebody else's horse and start jerking on them, start snatching on them, start acting like they own that horse and they don't own their horse. And they don't need to be jerking around on somebody else's horse, Right? Unless you're willing to buy the horse, right? And so that's an unwritten rule that, 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 that's just not right. I mean, you just don't do it. Now, here's the, the, the spiritual application of that. The same can be said about dating. If you're, gonna, if you're going to date God's way, you don't go around dating without intentions or of honoring or committing to that person. You get it? We don't, there's no toy rides. In dating. Uh, God wants us to date with a purpose and, and date with someone that he has approved and communicate that purpose with the other person so that you know where the relationship stands. It's called defining the relationship. 
And that's what God intends for us to do. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Whether you call it dating or courting or going out with or going steady back in the day, in, in a relationship or hanging out, whatever you call it, we are going to reveal some biblical truths that will hopefully keep you from a harm emotionally, sexually, and spiritually. Now here's the truth. This isn't just for teenagers. Some of you guys are single. Some of you guys are you know, in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, even your 60s, and you're single. Maybe your spouse passed away, and you're looking for companionship. Listen, this, while the person that, that is 50 years old doesn't go through the same things that a 16-year-old goes through, the principles of God's truth still apply. Right? They still apply. Uh, and here's another reason why I, I think all of us need to hear this and not just teenagers. When I was driving into town this morning, I looked out across this wheat field um, right there by the construction just kind of south of town. And I looked out on this wheat field and I thought what I saw was deer, a two deer on this wheat field kind of on the terrace there. And actually what I saw was two coyotes. And they were, they were on this terrace, and I was like, what the heck are they doing? And they were pretty still, and they weren't moving. They were just kind of, you know, in stock mode. And, it, and here's what I noticed. There was a cow that had just had a baby calf, and she was on the edge of the fence guarding that baby calf. And I thought to myself, what do I do? You know, I mean, we just kept driving. We didn't have time to really stop. But it, it brought to mind this. Listen, here's, here's another reason why we need to talk about this, and why it's not just for teenagers. It's for parents. You ready? Parents, I hope that you're taking notes. Listen, you have kids that are looking to you for protection. They're looking to you for, for guidance, for wisdom. Just like those cows were stopping that calf. That mama cow was standing over that calf, protecting that calf. Listen, a lot of parents are like, dude, they're going to do whatever they want to do. I made it. They can make it. That is stupidity. That's just plain, I don't know how else to say it. It's stupidity. I mean, my parents, if they hadn't set boundaries or protected me or made rules, listen, I would drank more than anybody else. I would had sex with every girl that I could find. I would wrecked my car 30 times over. But they were smart enough to protect me. And listen, your kids say they don't want it, but guess what? They do. Those of you that are older now and you need to have the rules from your parents, guess what you think now? Man, I wish I would have had those rules. You know why? Because they made poor decisions because their parents didn't step up and share with them God's plan for their relationships. Many of you have grandchildren who need to hear God's plans for relationships. They need to hear it from you, grandparents, because their parents aren't telling them. And you say, well, they don't listen to me. Tell them anyways. Go to your grave telling them the truth about God's word and what it means to live for him. That's the truth. Um, and and, and here's, here's the other side of it, and, and the other reason why some of you guys need to hear this. Others of you are married, but your relationship was built on lies and distrust and, and, and just a bunch of junk, and you need to rebuild your marriage around God's truth. And so listen, you think, well, this is just for teenagers. Why aren't you talking about this on Sunday nights? This isn't just for teenagers. This is for all of us. Uh, and, and, and I hope that you receive it in grace, okay? Now, you say, well, what's wrong with relationships? Why are there so many couples 
walking around with no glitter in their eye, no passion in their heart, no excitement for the future, and no mystery about the opposite sex. What is so wrong with dating? What's wrong with it? Why doesn't it work? Now, and, and I'll give you a simple answer. This is the answer. Because we haven't included God. And you say, well, no, I, I mean, I, I just kind of prayed about it. You know, I mean, I prayed about dating that guy, and it just turned out like, you know, hell. I mean, it was all bad. Is that all you did? Did you get God's approval before you started dating that guy, or did you get in that relationship and then it all went to pot? Listen, the reason that, that dating is all wrong is because we haven't done it God's way. And, and some of you know God's way, and you chose not to do it God's way, and some of you just don't know God's way. And, and here's the truth. I'm so glad that you're here, because you get to hear God's way. Yeah, I mean, that's a great day. So you guys are here and you're like, you know, I, I don't know why I came to church today. You came to hear this message. And God has you here for a reason. And he said, well, who's to blame for such crappy relationships in the world today? Who's to blame for it? And, 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 and can I, I'll just answer it this way. We can't just blame the world. We can't blame the world. Why? Because, the, again, the church and Christians haven't revealed the truth about God's design for relationships. And because of that, the world has no real knowledge of the truth. They just don't. And you say, why is it so bad? They just don't have the knowledge of the truth. And if they do, again, maybe they've chosen to disobey it. And here's another truth. We're late. We are late. Things are already going downhill. But here's the, here's the truth of that. We're not too late. We're not too late. There is hope. And through Christ, we can have hope. And you say, so where do we start? Well, we start with the Word of God. We start with the Word of God. And we start with dating. And that's what I want to kind of touch on today. What we do before we get married can destroy or build a great foundation for marriage. Dating is the foundation that can cause a lot of heartache in marriage, cause a lot of baggage that a couple has to deal with for years, or lead to a healthy, pure, firm, committed, lasting relationship. Not a perfect one, not an easy one, but a lasting one. And you say, well, okay, Bo, you've, you've described it. We, I mean, our world is, is going downhill in a handbag. How do we get out of it? Listen, here's, here's where we go. We go to God's Word. Um, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles, Genesis chapter 1. If you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen. But I want you to listen to this. I'm going to drop three, three points on you and then we're done. Okay? Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. And it's amazing to me how many times in the, in the last few weeks that we have gone back to creation to find the answers for today. I don't know about you, but that amazes me that 2,000 years ago or how many other thousand years ago, what was viable then is still viable today. That's amazing to me. Look at this scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. It says this. 
Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the, create, all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And it goes on to say, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and, and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I, will, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. Verse 30. And to all the beasts of the earth, and to all the birds of the air, and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And listen to verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Well, let's pray together and ask God to bless the rest of our time. Lord, thank you so much for your word. I thank you that um, it's still relevant for us today. And relevant to the teenager that's here today and relevant for the 60-year-old single woman that's here today. And Lord, as we look at your word, may you reveal the biblical truths that we need to hear so that we can honor you and glorify you in our relationships. Help us to do that. In your name I pray. Amen. <laughs> Well, here's, here's, here's point number one, and then I want you to get out of this, this passage. Point number one is this. Relationships begin with God. Relationships begin with God. When it comes to relationships, listen, we should go to the one who created them, right? I mean, if I'm training a horse or doing something with a rope, I don't go to someone that doesn't know how to train a horse or doesn't know how to throw a rope. But oftentimes we go to the culture and we say, okay, culture, what is going on? And we look at the latest survey or the latest compatibility survey. And we say, well, you know, if that's what that guy wants, then that's what this guy's going to want. That's just not true, right? It's just not true. Listen, we have to go to the source. We, uh, again, many have tried dating the world's way and it has left them empty shameful, devastated, and broken. And you know why? Because the world is selling a lie. They're selling a lie. They're, and here's the lie. That something or someone outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ can satisfy me. That's the lie. They say, well, you know what? If you just get married, then you'll be satisfied. If you just get married, then you'll have a value. Then, then you'll have, you know, when you have kids, then you'll know what value really means. And again, God's not against relationships. I mean, he's the one who created them. And they do give us joy. And we can learn a lot from them. But listen, when we try to find our value in a relationship on this earth, guess what? We're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. Uh, verse 27 says, so God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created us. He didn't create anything else in his image. 
You realize that? He didn't create animals. He didn't create trees. He didn't create anything in his image but us. And here's the cool thing. We bear the brand of his own likeness. We were created with a personality, a will like God, an emotion like God. We were created to have relationships. We were created to be in relationship with not just people, but with God himself. And we were given the highest position in creation. You say, well, how does that help me? How does that help me? How does it help me to know that, 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 that God created relationships and that relationships started with him? Here's how it helps you. It's time to go to him. It's time to go to him. I mean, if you're looking for all these things in magazines or movies or movie stars, you're looking in the wrong place. I mean, many of us go to our, our girlfriend or our boyfriend and we say, you know what, what else should I do here? Instead of going to God's word and say, God, what do you want me to do here? Is this the person that you want me to date? It's time to go to God. And here's the second point of this. Our ultimate value comes from God, not our relationships on earth. You say, well, oh, no, no. If I just find that boyfriend, that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a valuable person. If I just find that girlfriend, or if I just get that date, or if I just can be married again, then life's going to be good. Holy moly. It is good, but it's hard. It is good, but it's work. If, it's good if you seek out what God wants for you, right? Look at Psalm 139, 14. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know them full well. Listen, God knows you. He created you, and he says to you, your value is found in me. It's found in God, not the people on this earth. And, and here's the truth. The sooner we stop trying to find our value in the relationships of this world, the, happy, the happier we will be. The happier we will be. Here's, here's a, a great phrase that I heard a, a, a long time ago. God is most satisfied, I'm sorry, God is most glorified in us, listen, when we are most satisfied in him. Write it down. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Listen, if I have to walk across the street to get my satisfaction, it, it, it's not real satisfaction. My satisfaction ultimately comes from God himself, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that, you're never going to be satisfied. Ever. You can marry the right person, and I'm married to the right person, but guess what? My wife can't fully satisfy me. And I can't for sure fully satisfy her. But God can. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. You say, well, how did God show me his value? Here's, here's how he showed you his, your value. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for your sins. He said, well, how valuable am I to God? He's done nothing for me. That's a lie. You know what he's done for you? He sent his one little baby son or daughter, and not daughter, but he sent his son to die for you. 
You say, well, that's not, I mean, uh, I mean, everybody does that. No, they don't. Nobody does that. Only God did that. And if you give your life to Christ, listen, you become a prince and a princess of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And here's the truth. In dating, listen, this is a principle that you need to follow. If you're single here today, you need to follow this principle. We need to expect, expect to be treated like a son or a daughter of the King of Kings. If you don't expect it, it won't happen. Here's the opposite side of that. You need to treat whoever you're dating as a son or a daughter of the living God, a prince or a princess of the King of Kings. That's how you need to treat them, and that's how you need to be treated. So first of all, relationships begin with God and should be lived out according to His plan and for His glory. Second of all, we must understand that our value is found in God, not just our relationships. And here's the last thing, and I'm done. You ready for this? For us to do relationships right, for us to have a, a great dating relationship, Here's the foundation. This is where your foundation needs to land. We have to establish whose we are. You have to establish whose you are. Who, who do you belong to? Who, who is the Lord of your life? Is it yourself? Is it your friends? Or is it God? We have to decide who we're going to follow. And it's a decision that everybody has to make. The fact is, if God wants to guide us, in relationships, we have to know him personally. If my value is found in Christ, then I have to trust in him. In the Old Testament, Joshua, Joshua gives a challenge to the, to the Israelites and to the people that he's leading. Joshua was their leader. Listen to what his challenge was. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Listen to it. It says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers that your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But here's the deal. Here's what Joshua decided. But as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We will serve the Lord. And you say, well, how do I develop the relationship that's going to work? You serve the Lord. You establish who you're going to be. You've got to have a relationship with God for Him to give you the guidance and the wisdom and the intimacy that you need. You have to do it. You have to give it to Him. And you have that choice to make this morning. Listen. Maybe you've never decided who you're going to be, who's you're going to be. Teenagers, single adults, uh, you know, college students, whatever you are, what are your relationships going to be built on? Are they going to be built on what the culture says or what God says? What, what, who are you going to find your ultimate value in, in the culture or in God? Who are you going to look to? For a, a plan on dating. Are you going to look to the culture or are you going to look to God? That's the choice. Are you a true child of the living God? And you say, well, how do I do that? Well, how, 
How, how do I do that? How do I give my life to Christ so that I can have the guidance and be a prince and a princess of the King of Kings? I'm glad you asked. It's as simple as this. Listen. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins so that you can have eternal life. And you may be wandering around this world looking for love in all the wrong places. But listen, God showed his love when he sent his only son to die on the cross for your sins so that you can have eternal life. And if you will fall in love with God, he will help you find love in this world. But if you're not following God, you're hopeless. You say, well, you know, well, I, I, I never follow God, and i got a good relationship. It's, it, it, it may be good, but it's not great. I guarantee you it's not. And maybe you don't know what great is because you've never truly experienced God's work in your life and in your marriage. And so you say, well, how do I, how do I find my value in Christ? How do I give my life to him? The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what it says. And that's how you can come and know God. Listen, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. I know that some of you, you just want the you want the principles. Just just give me the methods. Give me give me what it takes. You know, give me all the the, the little secrets to, to a good relationship. And we're going to give you some of those. But if you miss what I've said today, you're never gonna you're never gonna have a successful relationship. If you miss looking for God for the answers in dating or in marriage or sex or whatever it is, you're gonna miss. The, the, the foundation. If you are looking for something more valuable than a relationship with God, you're gonna you're not gonna have a successful relationship. If you haven't established that you are a believer in Jesus Christ and given your heart to the God of the universe, you won't have a successful relationship. And so maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, man, you know what, though? I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. And I know today that I need to do that. And just like Joshua gave the challenge to the people in his day, I give you that challenge. Who are you going to serve? Maybe you need to just in the silence. In the, in the silence of your, in, in your heart, you need to say, okay, God, I realize today that, that I don't know you. And I've never sold out to you. And I want to do that this morning. I want to give you my life. I want you to guide me. I want you to direct me. I want you to lead me to the relationships that I need to be led to. I don't want to fail. I don't want to, to go down that wrong path. And I'm looking to you. Because I want to give you my heart. I believe that your son died on the cross for my sins, for my past, for all the things that I've done wrong. And I know that you can forgive me, and I ask you to forgive me right now. 
Maybe that's you. Listen, it's not about joining the church. It's not about filling out a card. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about you confessing your belief and your trust in Jesus Christ. Nobody's looking around. Everybody's head bowed, eyes closed. I, I want to just ask a question. If, if that's you today and you say, well, Bo, you know, you just prayed that and I just prayed that and I want you to know, Bo, that I'm giving my life to Jesus today. Nobody's looking around. I'm not going to call you out or call you to the front or anything. But I just want to know if you gave your heart just now for the first time to Jesus, if you would just raise your hand so that I can just see who you are and be able to pray for you. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Nobody's looking around. I'm not going to point you out. But you just say, you know what? I've done it my way for so long, and I'm trying to do it God's way, and it starts with a relationship with him, and I've given my heart to him today. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Listen. Those of you that raised your hand just now, you have made the greatest decision that you will ever make in your life. If you have no other relationships besides the one that you just asked for, you will be satisfied. Because he can satisfy you. Now listen, those of you that just raised your hand, listen, again, we don't, we don't take role, we don't do any of that stuff, but if you uh, want to tell us. We would love to hear that. All you have to do is throw out an orange sheet on the guest table, throw it in the, the, the bucket uh, out there on the guest table, and just leave it there, and we will contact you. Because we want to celebrate with you the decision that you made today. Some of you guys are here, and you're Christians. Can I just ask you a few questions? Is it your desire to please God above all in your life? Is it your desire to honor him no matter the price? Are you going to live under his provision and love or choose your own way? You have a choice to make today, too. You either choose to honor God or you choose not to. Maybe you're that Christian that's here today and you say, Bo, you know what? I've not been honoring God. I, I've just not been doing it. In every relationship that I've probably had before, I've never truly sought God's will before I entered it. And I want to come in today to do that. Whatever it takes. Not just lip service, but actually following through. Reading God's word. Finding the answers. Seeking advice from other godly people so that you can make a better decision about your relationships and end all the heartache and pain and shame. How many of you guys, and no, again, nobody's looking around, how many of you guys would say that I'm a Christian and I've done things the wrong way and I want to do them God's way? How many of you guys would raise your hand and say I want to do that? Thank you so much. All across the room. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager or an adult. It doesn't matter if you're single or married. If that's you and you say, but you know what? I've done it all wrong and I want to do it God's way. Anybody else? Willing to raise their hand, thank you so much. Married people, single people all over the room. Well, here's the deal. Nobody's looking around. I hope that you will be here next week. 
I'm going to attempt to give you some biblical principles that you can apply to your dating and to your marriages that will guide you into a successful and lasting marriage. And I may even be able to get my wife up here to talk as well. So pray for us and be here next week. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much that, that we have a choice to make today, that, that you offer us a choice because you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. And Lord, as, as many people come to this church seeking answers, may you provide the answers. And may I be in tune to what you want to say through me so that people can be set free from horrible dating relationships or that they can be uh, equipped to better their marriage and to honor God with their marriage. And so, Lord, use these next few weeks, and we give you all the glory. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you.